Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Beer Leak, the show where we give our non-expert expert opinions on anything and everything. This week, we have another phenomenal episode for you. We are remote, but it's still going to be phenomenal. We are out. Uh, Secret Dragon is out for another week, but we uh, hope to have him back. He was on the pick farm yesterday, so if you want to hear his lovely voice, check that out. Um, this week, we got full-on NFL talk for our sports talk. Timeout's going to be a little short. Uh, we have our rank, which is the rank of the worst sequel movie or movie sequels of all time. And we are doing senior superlatives for the whole of the NFL season. Uh, so we will do those today as our prediction for the 2021 NFL season. So without any further ado, let's get right to it. Let's take it from the uh, from the tippy top there. Low Budget presents Beer League. Hi guys, good to have everyone back. Um, it's been a while since we recorded. I haven't seen you guys in a little bit. It makes me a little sad. Beer. You keep coming to Chicago and we don't see it. Kind of, kind of feeling like it's us at this point. Um, I didn't mean that. <laughs> I was I was in Chicago. It's funny, like I was in Chicago on my way to, to Nashville, but this weekend I didn't. I, I didn't go through Chicago, so. That's fair. Well, let's start off with you. So how was your weekend? All right. Yeah. So weekend was good. I, uh, we went to Denver, Colorado, uh, me and some friends, uh, enjoyed the Denver life. Uh, went up to Red Rock Amphitheater one day, got to do some hiking up there. Nice. Um, went up to Boulder. No. So we were gonna, so the only show they had available is Jonas brothers on Sunday. And we, <laughs> we considered it, but there were no tickets under $200. And we're just like, I'm not spending over. Uh, dollars. I was going to say they're a hot commodity. I mean, like I would see a lot of people there, but not for over 200, 200 to $300 to go. It was going to be a little tough just to go. Like, I don't know, but, um, it was cool to just go and see. And then they were doing like warm ups for some other bands. So like we got to like hear music there too. And they were like testing the sound systems. So it was like, it was sick. They were playing the gorillas, like just while people were hanging out during the day at, at red rocks. It was, it was like sick. Um, so did some hiking there. That was really fun. Went up to Boulder, visited like our buddy Jack's cousin who's up there. And then like, I found out he went to the same high school as me. So like, that was really funny. So we were chatting about that. Talk about prospect. Uh, that was a good time. And Small then, um, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy. He was like, Oh yeah, you went to prospect. He goes, Oh, I'm like, no way. So he kind of, he had like known of my, known about my brother. And it's just kind of funny. Like he knew, like my, he knew, knows my brother's best friend really well. So it's kind of hilarious, small world. And then, uh, so I did that and like, you know, high altitude drinking's tough guys. It's, it's hard. So <laughs> Like we were drinking, they had this like special for six fifty. It was a beer and a shot to drink uh, at this one bar. So it was like, and you couldn't pick the beer. It was like a local lager, and like they, uh, 
and like the shot was like what type of shot so i said tequila every time we got like a lime and everything every time so i had like a couple of those and then the last bar had this these big margaritas that were like 51 ounce margaritas and like literally massive and normally you split them with somebody and like i think me and kevin split it i don't really remember at the end of the night there so um we got after that for sure so but yeah it was a it was a really fun weekend um yeah, I'm glad. And, you know, I'm now like we're home following all these vacations. Like I'm just happy to be in Rochester for the next couple of weeks and getting prepped for bear season. So, yeah, I'm excited. I'm making a brisket this weekend. So get I'd expect that. nothing what, less. What's on the meat, uh, the meat plans for the next few weeks for, for Sunday football? It's going to be I haven't thought that far out, like for like the weekend after, but for sure a brisket for kickoff. And like, I'm going to rest it for 10 hours. So that means I'm going to have to start it on Saturday. It's just going to be one of those. Um, I'm really excited. Um, but beyond that, I might do like, I might try beef ribs again. I still haven't, haven't done them after the first time I did them. So I might do those again. So that would be really fun. But yeah, it's just, I'm excited to just get after that. And, Cause it's been a little bit since uh, I've been able to make something. Yeah, that sounds fun. Nick. How about you? Uh, my weekend was good, all things considered. Um, I talked about it last week on the podcast. Bonnaroo got canceled. I was supposed to spend all weekend at that. Um, instead, so the two of my buddies that I was supposed to go with, one of them was already in Chicago. The other one drove up from uh, Cincinnati. So spent the first part of the weekend hanging out with them. Uh, went to Emporium one night and played some uh, foosball. Um, That's fun. W- yeah, went out and, uh, um, you know, was just eating a lot of food, drinking, just kind of bouncing around to places. Um, so that was good. And then uh, spent the second part of the weekend at my uh, family's lake house uh, with some family members. Uh, and the weather got really nice there. It was like 80 and sunny on uh, Sunday and Monday. So, so that was really good. And um, in place of Bonnaroo, Last night, I went and saw Tame Impala at United Center, uh, splurged and got uh, floor tickets. Um, so it was like right in the center, just in front of the um, audio booth. Uh, so that way, it could have like peak audio quality and visuals um, and not be bumped by too many people. I uh, was su- surprised at the number of like young people were there, like younger than me. I was thinking the average age would probably be like, I don't know, like mid to late 20s, but there was definitely a lot of like, 20 21 22 year olds there that were all like dressed up and everything which at first i was like ah, oh, i feel old but then i was like eh, it's good that the the youth are listening to some good music so uh the concert was awesome it was their first show back um um since the shutdown first show on the slow rush tour uh so we got to hear them play some of the songs live for the first time ever which was really cool um, their, their sound was great. The set list was great. Um, the lights and uh, video display was awesome. Um, they sounded great. The whole crowd was, was loving it. You could tell that everybody was just like, I think it was a lot of people's like first concert back, uh, or first big concert back since, um, since COVID. So there's definitely uh, some good vibes in the air. So really enjoyed that, had a great time. So, um, that made up for it a little bit. And then this weekend, I'm going to, probably hit pitchfork on saturday to see uh saint vincent so i'm getting back into the uh the live music game uh which is nice it's been very much missed over the last year and a half when i used to like go to a show like every other weekend so what about you joe you calling 
people younger than you, the youth is a very old thing to say. You're not that old yet. Um, I'm not, but you. I don't know why my Siri keeps and, popping up. And I don't. The feel youth old, is a good one. Yeah, when when you see when you see them though, like I don't feel that old. I feel like even though I've been out of school seven or eight years now, I don't feel that old. I feel like I can still relate. But then you see them, and I have to look at them, and there's like these people can't like. There's a lot of people here who can't even like legally buy alcohol. That's when I'm like, oh, okay, the youth. <laughs> okay, so it's like. If you go to Lala and go to Perry's stage, I would call them. Exactly. But they're like 14. It's like, how the heck did you even get here? (laughs) Um, My weekend was good. Uh, What did I do? On Friday, I went out with some friends. Uh, We went to Will's and I had one of the funniest conversations. We were walking in there. It was like four o'clock in the, or no, it's like six o'clock in the afternoon. And John was like, hey. I wonder if they're going to have any specialty drinks. I could really go for a good margarita. And if anyone knows Will's Northwoods, uh, it's a straight beer and a shot joint. It's, it's margaritas. I don't even think they have it. Like they have booze, but like, it's very much like you're going to get a Miller high life and you're going to enjoy it. Um, so that was a lot of fun on Saturday. I cooked chicken wings by myself for the first time. Uh, they turned out pretty good. Uh, we watched Iowa absolutely kill Iowa. But we have watched them absolutely destroy Indiana, who is ranked above us, which I think, or uh, in front of us. They were 17, we were 18, so that was great. Um, and then Sunday, I played golf with one of my buddies that lives in San Francisco. He was back here just for a month before he moves back. Uh, he just finished law school. Uh, it was one of those days where I couldn't get anything working, and I'm. I'm really highly considering giving up golf for the season. I've, I've thought about it. Probably you not, shoot? but what'd you shoot? 84. 84. You're upset about an 84. Oh, livid. You're livid, livid. about an 84. But wow. There was, there was a lot of like save shots. Like I was getting up and down a decent amount, but dude, I don't know what it is, but like every couple of weeks I, I play well or like maybe like a month in a row I'll play well, and then there will be like two weeks where I just feel broken. I feel like those little things that if you press the button on the bottom, they just all like, you know, fall and collapse. That's what I feel like. I just got no touch. feels terrible. So it is getting late in the season. We only got a month left, really. I'm going to probably play again, but it's these rounds that got to make you – I got to do it for the moaning gods. I got to be like, hey, I'm giving up the game. That way next time out, I play pretty well. You got to get – you know. Absolutely. He's doing the double switch. Mo- He's hitting the, the moaning gods. Card. You never heard of the moaning gods? No. Oh, the moaning gods are like when you, you're just complaining all the time. So finally, like, shut this guy up. Give him something. <laughs> like, if you're, like, playing a video game and stuff, you're like, oh, my God. Like, everything's not going my way. And then the moaning gods are like, okay, calm down. And then something good will happen. So the, or it'll happen, like, well, betting. Betting's a big one. Where you're just like, oh, my God, I can't hit a bet today. Can't hit a bet today. And like a backdoor cover will happen. You're like, okay, see, not too bad. <laughs> it's okay. Um, self-loathing at its finest. Uh, <sighs> yeah, so that's pretty much my for the weekend. And then I got Pitchfork this weekend. Funny enough, though, I'm only going Friday, Sunday. So I'm skipping uh, the day the Knicks going. Crazy. You're skipping the best artists of the whole, uh, the whole uh, weekend, St. Vincent. But it is Iowa, Iowa State. Sure. A hard one to pass up. They're both ranked really high. Uh, 
Oh, dude, I got I got goosebumps just thinking about it. I can't wait. Um, but let's talk NFL. So before we get into our superlatives and everything, let's hear beers run or yeah, beers rundown of the Bears for this 2021 season. 21, right. 22 season. Sorry. So yeah, it's season is upon us. Next podcast, we're going to be reacting to the first game of the, the dominant season. victory. So I'm I'm pumped. Um, there's a couple things to look at. I mean, we've been talking about the Bears for the last couple of weeks, and not a ton has changed. I nice, nice fat head, and uh, <laughs> and okay. So QB situation: Andy Dalton will be starting the game. We don't know how long that'll happen. Um, I think the hopefully by the second half we see him. So, but we'll we'll see. Um, would love to would love to see that improve, and then like around the offense. Halfback, we got Dave Montgomery starting. He's going to be fresh. Apparently, like he learned how to run this off season. That's like a thing. Like he went to a like sprinter what? trainer, and he had never like done track. He never done like he was just a running back. He never like did any sp- speed training, essentially. So like he did a bunch of speed training this off season. So he, everyone says he looks quicker and he's slimmer, but. Ideally, 15 to 20 touches a game was what they're shooting for. And I'm like, let's do it. Let's feed this dude. He's a dude who gets stronger. And like, let's say, he, hey, he's faster. We'll take that. Behind him, we got a couple decent back. Justin Herbert. Or, or, Justin Herbert? Yeah, that's his name, right? Justin Herbert? Or, that's, uh, a, that's the quarterback's name. That's, no. Uh, something Herbert. Played just, he's the third string running back. Made the team. Kyle Herbert? Um, and then. I'll look it up. <laughs> Damian Will- Damian Williams is our other back. So like it's just like I don't I don't feel great about Damian Williams, but whatever. It's gonna be Damian Montgomery and then like I'm down with Herbert and Damian Williams splitting after that. But then wide Khalil receivers. Herbert. Khalil Herbert, there it is. Two Khalils on the team. So pretty good. Um wide receivers look good. I mean Allen Robinson, he's the dude. Um last year's contract, we'll see. What happens here? I hopefully we resign him. I hope when we have more, we'll have more money next off season. Let's hopefully resign him. Um, Darnell Mooney, number two, he's going to be the sleeper. I like took him in both my fantasy leagues. Like I feel very good about Darnell Mooney this year. I mean, he's going to be that dude's going to be really good. I'm like, just you saw him as a rookie. Like he's making Jalen Ramsey look stupid. Like I'm, I'm pumped for Darnell Mooney. Um, Offensive line, that's going to be a question mark. Jason Peters at left tackle, possibly rotating with Larry Borum. Jermaine Effetti at right tackle, but the interior looks great. I mean, it's uh, Mustafer and Whitehair and James Daniels. So those are the, those are the, that's the core. We got an interior that's good. It's the tackles you got to keep an eye on there. Um, Tevin Jenkins should be coming back in either half of the year. He could be done for the year, but it looks like they just like relieved a pinched nerve in his back. So we'll see how that goes. That's the offense. Any anything to note about the offense? Anything you guys want to talk about there before I talk about the defense? Uh, so Darnell Mooney is someone that I think is gonna either have a bust season or an absolute breakout season, depending on the quarterback situation. Even if Andy Dalton does play, I want to see his arm strength on the field because Darnell Mooney last year was the deep threat for us. Uh, Allen Robinson. Uh, I've completely changed my whole opinion on the guy when he first came to the Bears. I didn't even think he was a wide receiver one. Uh, if you remember, actually, Beer, when it was just me and you doing this podcast, we had that talk. It was like one of our very first episodes. 
is like talking about him and Chuck Pagano. So how, how the times That's have changed. a throwback. Yeah, how many times? Now, how now we're time? like, please resign, please. <laughs> yeah. We need you for Justin Fields. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's wacky. But this is, I mean, that's the cool part about sports. It's I go into these seasons or go into like previous seasons not thinking that someone's anything. And now I'm just like, keep them. I need them. And I like that he thought about changing his number, but then he just stuck with 12. I like 12. 12 is a good wide receiver number. I like the low numbers or the really big numbers for a wide receiver. I don't like like a 31. I like like in the 80s or like 19 to 10. I like those a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think David Montgomery is going to be good this year. The fact that you said he just learned how to run kind of makes me think of the Jameis Winston thing, where he's like, yeah. "Ooh, I'm I'm finally getting LASIK so I could see." It's like, dude, yeah, you're it's a quarterback, a but you should be able to see. It's like you're a running back; you should be able to run. So, but I, I love right. David Montgomery. I'm going to just chalk it up to he didn't learn how to run because Cyclones don't know how to do anything. Iowa State stinks. <laughs> They don't know how to do anything. They can't do they anything didn't. right. They didn't speed yeah. train them. Of course they didn't. Yeah, they don't know how to develop a player. Are you kidding me? So now that he's got some real coaches and now he's learning to run, I mean, what a cool thing to say for a running back in his third year or fourth year? He's in his third year. Third year, okay. Yeah, third year. Like to be like, whoa, I just learned how to run. It's like, wow, watch out. <laughs> I mean, you should go and watch the, uh, there's like on the Chicago Bears YouTube, um, there's like some highlight, like mic'd up and everything. And like, listen specifically to Dave Montgomery when he's talking, like he looks like, he looks like a dude on a mission this year. He looks swagger. He has like, he's like, why are we hitting so far in practice? He's like, dude, you gotta, you gotta chill, man. He's like, we gotta wait till like, you know, two days before we like start hitting each other in practice, he goes, I want to hit each other right now. Like he's ready. Like, so I'm, I'm excited to see what he does this season. Like we need to feed him the ball. And I feel like this team is built to do that. So like, let's keep giving him the rock. And honestly, like even if with fields under center, we'll even be even better with him. So I just, I'm excited for that. Nick, any takes? Yeah, my one thing I want to say about the offense is uh, Cole Komet. I think Cole Komet has a big year. I think last year I was expecting him to be a lot more involved in the offense. It seems like he was just getting his feet wet. Mm-hmm. We had Mitch. Uh, it was a little bit of a question mark. Jimmy Graham was there as well. He was catching a lot of touchdown passes early on in the season. So Cole kind of had a had a chance to to take things easy. But I really think he's going to have to be a big part of this offensive attack. I think it's a Rob Darnell Mooney, number one, number two, and then Cole Komet is your third option. And, uh, right. he's got the size, he's got the speed. Um, I mean, I, I think he's got a chance to be, you know, like top eight, top five, maybe, uh, tight ends in the league. Uh, if oh, they're, yeah. if they're really looking for him, really targeting him. So. Yeah, I and agree. You know and it's say, like, they always say, say that like, the uh, rookie quarterback's favorite friend is a tight end. That's true. Right. You got to think of that. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny. First of all, I miss the tight ends. So, yeah, like Cole Komet is actually the starter. I listed on their uh, like depth chart. Cole Komet is the starter over Jimmy Graham. And Jimmy Graham led us, led us in touchdowns last year. So, think about that. Um, like, But, yeah, you're right, Joe. And it's like, it was funny – you know, like these quarterbacks, like do QBs do 
are you more of a tight end guy or are you more of a wide receiver guy? So it's just like they used to go back to like the early 2000s with that. So like Rex Grossman was a tight end guy. He loved Des- Desmond Clark. Like he, that was his dude. And it was like, then you see a guy like they put a guy like Brian Greasy in. You remember him? Like he was that backup QB. I like remember this from when I was like younger and they were talking about it. And it was like, he is more of a wide receiver guy. Like he likes throwing to the slot and like hitting the receiver. So like those like tight ends are your best friends. And then there are, there are QBs that are like prefer like the tight ends over the, over the wide receivers on like checkdowns and everything like that. So you definitely see it. And like, it's going to be this year. It's going to be a big one for, for, for Cole Komet. Normally it's the second year jump for the tight ends. Never first year. Like TJ Hawkinson didn't do anything his first year. Like Travis Kelsey was kind of slow start out. Like now they're going to roll. Like that's why I didn't touch Kyle, Kyle Pitts in any of these drafts. Like, I don't know what happened going to happen with him first round tight end so um but this is the year and then like a backup of jimmy graham i'm fine with that like lead us in touchdown catches like deal like i'll Didn't take we also you as a backup restructure his deal to free up 4.8 million in cap space yeah so they did that for for this year so we'll see what we do with that cap space but looks like our team is set but it could be just like just in case i think like we're going to see some fun sets. Like we get in the red zone, we put Komet and Graham out there and then it's got like a bunch of mismatches. We could run the ball. We could pass. There's so many, so many things to do because Jimmy Graham is such a mismatch. You could have both of them out there and actually be at like an advantage. Um, Like that'll, that'll be fun to watch and see like how they do that against the Rams too. All right, let's go on the other side of the field, break down the defense. So the D D's interesting. Guys, uh, so defensive line's great. Obviously, we've got our outside linebacker is Khalil Mack. Um, he's amazing. He was like rated number twenty-two best top one hundred player this year, and like TJ Watt was number ten. Like I'm like get the hell out of here. Um, ridiculous. Khalil Mack's the best player in the NFL. Um, Tom Brady, move over. Khalil Mack's the best. Um, <laughs> it's so sick having Hall of Famers on our team. It's like when we had Brian Urlacher. It's just like ah, sick. We have Khalil Mack. That dude is a He's a baller and hopefully like he'll bounce back this year, but we got like bounce back. He had like a good season by anyone like edge rushing, but he didn't have a Khalil Mack season. Um, otherwise we got, you know, Blau Nichols. That dude is a great pick six round pick by Ryan pace. Can we talk about these mid round picks that he's snagging Darnell Mooney, um, Blau Nichols. We're going to have, we're going to be starting Kindavildo. We're going to talk about that in a bit, but like he's snagging all these late round picks and I'm, I'm fine with it. Um, but Blau Nichols looks good. Eddie Goldman's back. We'll see if he plays this game. We drafted uh, Tonga. Apparently, Eddie Goldman's dealing with an injury. We'll see what happens. I haven't looked at the injury report. Um, but Tonga looks like a really good draft pick, too. Um, he was drafted really late just because he was like he's like 26 years old or something. So like because of his age, he dropped in the draft. But he looks like a pretty good prospect. Um, and then Akeem Hicks coming back. He has not spoken to the media since they started renegotiating his contract. So we don't know how he's doing. Hopefully he's good. Um, I've watched every single Bears press conference. So I like, I know all their feelings and stuff. It's kind of interesting. Um, but <laughs> D-line is, D-line looks great. Eddie, Robert Quinn again, he's back. A lot of people are down on him. I think uh, the one year he has a bad year, you know, the dude who has 20 sacks in a season, the one year he has a bad year, it's a year with COVID, year with all the lockdowns and like basically him having to like get swabbed every time he goes into practice on a new team. 
that's just a lot of things wrong with like someone could, that can mess with your mojo. So I think if there's a person who could bounce back this season, it's Robert Quinn across from Khalil Mack. The dude has proven he's done it. He had one bad season. Everyone's calling him like this bust of 16 million. It's like, let's wait and see here. This guy is good. He's a good edge rusher. He's proven it over years and years and years. So like, let's pump the brakes. I know two sacks really sucks, but a lot of shit, random shit happened last year. Um, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt for that. And then, so D-line looks great. I feel like our D-line is like, we're ballers. Um, linebackers. Wait, beer, before we, uh, before we get off the D-line, I got to tell Nick this. I don't know how this didn't come up when we talked about the golf trip. But there was one night, it was probably like 2 o'clock in the morning. All the guys were just sitting on the basement couch watching an eight-minute video of Akeem Hicks growling at people. <laughs> And boy, did it get the people going. Everybody's just like chugging beers, just like, yeah. Dude, everyone was loving it. I don't know how we got on it. We were talking about like mic'd up, and then everyone was just like, get him growling at people. And we were like, yeah, 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 get him, get him growling at people. And it was awesome. We, like the eight minutes got up, and everyone's like, I don't know how we lose a game. I don't know. Yeah, that was, I know exactly what video it was, because I put it on. It was the Akeem Hicks uh, 2018 Top 100 thing. And it was like, after our incredible season 2018, it was Mike Daniels being like, that dude's a bear. Like, yeah. like that's Akeem Hicks. He's a literal bear on our defense. So I like that he that. growls enough to create an eight-minute eight long video of it as well. Like, that's pretty incredible. They should just have Worth that it. be the, pump, the it was awesome. music before every, sh- uh, before every game. That'd be great. I mean, yeah. I love it. I love, he's like the epitome of the Bears. I want him to retire with us. Hopefully, Ryan Pace can do something and get him back and like get him back on a team friendly deal. But he might be asking for a lot of money and we got Lyle Nichols. He looks pretty good. So yeah. Um, any other thing, anything else on our D line? What do you guys think? No, that's really all I have. I like him a lot. I love the whole line. I got nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I think I I was saying the same thing uh, last week, just like D lines got to be, got to be the core. I mean, that's, that's where it starts and ends. If we can stop the run, they can clog they get some pressure it can it can really you know be a good defense so yeah it's that simple and it's like okay the d-line looks good especially with eddie goldman back i'm like i'm pumped about that like that'll be really fun to see how he contributes and like shuts down the the running games for teams because i think he's he was a dude that was like sorely missed but um so let's talk linebackers um Roquan Smith is one of the most underrated linebackers in the NFL, probably the most underrated linebacker in the NFL. He's like can cover his like coverage stats are like incredible. He's like as fast as slot receivers. So like he's literal slot corner out in the field, but like he's also a linebacker. That's a really good linebacker. So like he's perfect. He's a perfect modern day linebacker in the NFL. Um, So love Roquan Smith. And then, you know, Dan Gervathan, we put him on the pup list. He changed his number to number six. We put him on the pup list after I went to the game and he basically played the whole game and he got a pick. He picked him off, picked off the, the, the Titans. So like, and now he's on the pup list, which is the physically unable to perform list basically or injury reserve now for like six weeks. And the goal is to pull him off in six weeks because he has a knee thing. So we'll see how that goes with him. But Alec Ogletree, Alec Ogletree, the guy we picked up in camp for some random reason. Apparently the story is like he was in town visiting Robert Quinn, like their wives are like best friends. 
was in town and like came to bears camp was hanging out and then like got a call from his agent later that day and was like hey like the bears want to sign you do you want to play for them and he's like yeah like so then he just stayed in chicago like during that trip so like <laughs> that's it's hilarious now he's going to be our starting inside linebacker for this cup first couple weeks and i feel like they feel good about it so like they didn't even play him the last preseason game so like that shows you how good they looked um i feel like our inside linebackers look great there's nothing to worry about there i feel like even our depth looks good so um that was good and then corners that's like the concern, right? We got Jalen Johnson. He's great. He's the number one corner. He's going to take a step forward. Let's get him that pick this season. He does not have a pick yet. Um, second corner, like, we don't know here. We got Kendall Vildor, who's that fifth-round pick we were talking about. This is Ryan Pace. Like, hey, if you pull another sixth-round pick, fifth-round or sixth-round pick out of your ass, like, you're stay around, man. And then like, and if you're 50, 50 on the early rounds, we can deal with that. If you're like pulling gems out of the late rounds, but, um, Kendall Vildor and then Artie Burns, we re-signed him. We like cut him and then did some injury reserve stuff and then re-signed Artie Burns. So like, it's going to be them too. I don't know how it's going to go for the outside corner. I don't know who's going to play. That's the, like the main concern is that both of them don't seem great. Artie Burns used to be a first round pick, but I don't give a crap about what you used to be. Like, what have you done for me lately? Like, the first round pick means nothing to me. If you suck, you suck. Like, um, and then, you know, like slot corner, we have Duke Shelley, who I think is going to be fine. A lot of people are concerned. He's a little undersized, but like at Kansas State, the dude played like a mini linebacker, like in the middle of the middle of the field, like great slot corner. He's built to play slot corner. He's a dude that we drafted to play slot corner, let him develop. I think. I think I'm ready to let Duke Shelley take the slot corner position. So I feel good about them. Um, and then safeties. We're good with safeties, man. Eddie Jackson is a stud. I got the Bojack cereal right here. You can't see it's <laughs> Bojack cereal that my mom brought me from Chicago. It's good. It tastes like uh cinnamon toast crunch for a little bit crunchier. Uh, but um, honestly, I like it. It's pretty good. Um, we got Eddie Jackson. He's amazing. Number four Jersey now. And then to Sean Gibson who's like who played really well for us last year. And I feel like our whole secondary like is okay. Our inside linebackers are good. Our front seven is great. It's the one outside corner that we're a little bit concerned about. And if that's the one problem we have is outside corner. I mean, we're, we feel good as, as the bears defense. Remember when both of our safeties were really bad a couple years ago. Like I remember 2016, like it was a tough time. So what do you guys think? I uh, I agree with everything you're saying. I the cornerback position besides Jalen Johnson makes me worried, but I do like that our safeties, <clears throat> depending on you know what formations we play, I think they could pick up some of the help. Uh, that's that's going to be something that's key to watch as the season progresses. So that's just where I'm at on that situation. The line looks good. I like our linebackers. Like our safeties. Like you said, just the cornerback is the only one where we got a little question. But you never know. They might come out and be a baller. I remember Jalen Johnson. I was like, ooh, I think he's going to be really good. But there was a little, like, voice in my head that's like, it's just because the Bears drafted him. Like, I was like, I watched this film. It looked decent. And I was just like, is it because the Bears drafted him? Or do I actually really like him? So I have always one of those weird things. But he looked good. So I like him. 
he's always been a stud. Jalen Johnson's a beast. I'm so glad we had him. Like, and he was such a steal of a pick. Like everyone was upset that we took Komet and then Jalen Johnson, but if you flipped him, like took Jalen Johnson before Komet, everyone would have loved those picks last year. So it's just kind of Good funny. Point. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I'd like our defense this year. There's nothing really to worry about. I feel like our offense, Sean Desai, the defensive coordinator, took over this year. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I like it. What do you yeah. think, Nick? Defense has got to be there. I mean, uh, the Bears have been a defense-heavy team for uh, as long as any of us can remember. And it's been the core of this team for the last several seasons as well through uh, good times and bad. So, I mean, we got a lot of good players. We got a lot of returning players, some guys who are familiar with each other. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think we got a good shot with them. All right, that's that's good on the Bear talk. Um, Real, I just real cannot quick. wait for We're, Sunday. What? Real quick, let's hit special teams. Uh, Cairo Santos. Okay. Uh, just real quick. Just real he's quick. He's back. Cairo yeah. Santos, he's back. Uh, what a hell of a pickup last year. I mean, after years of dealing with the fault from Robbie Gold, we got Eddie Pinero. We thought he was good. He gets hurt. We pick up Cairo Santos on a whim, and the guy was dynamite last year. So that's great. And Pat O'Donnell, best punter in the league. Uh, my favorite stat Mega about punt. Pat O'Donnell is that um, at, when he went to the NFL Combine, I think he had something like 37 bench press reps, which was more than like all of the wide receivers there, most of the running backs. He had more bench press reps than Jadavian Clowney. Yeah, Clowney. So, I mean, the guy's a beast. So, that's all I got. Then Pretty good. All of Jadavian Clowney. <laughs> Anyways, back to you, Joe. Um, all right, so let's go over to the superlatives. These are our superlatives. We will do it every week, but this is for our prediction for the entire 21-22 season. So just a reminder, they are the biggest surprise, the biggest no-duh, and the MVP. Let's start off with Nick. All right, my biggest surprise for the season, Kyle Pitts is going to finish top three tight end in the league. I think he's that's my that's my prediction. I think he... He's got the size, he's got the body. I know we were talking earlier about uh, tight ends taking a little bit longer to develop, but I think that um, in Atlanta, the fact that uh, Matt Ryan basically only has Calvin Ridley as a uh, target means that Kyle Pitts is going to be getting a lot of work. Um, I, I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be great. Are we doing all three of them? Or are we bouncing around on the first one? Uh, let's just do all three. Okay. My biggest no duh uh, is that uh, Tom Brady will be in the NFC Championship game. Uh, <laughs> that's just what Tom Brady does. He'll 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 start off, you know, five hundred or five and three or something like that. The team will end up going, you know, twelve and five, eleven and six, ten and seven, something <laughs> that's like good enough to make the playoffs, but bad enough that everybody's like, oh, they're going to be good, and he'll and he'll lead them in the playoffs like he always does. So Nick, Nick. What's 17 that? game season this year. Yeah, that's why I said 12 and 5. 11 oh, and 6. You said 10 and 6. Oh, you said 11 and 6? I heard 10 and 6. I'm sorry. No, I'm, sorry. I, I'm, 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 I'm all over my math. You're talking to the accountant here. Uh, <laughs> and then <laughs> my MVP uh, is going to be Josh Allen. I think I think everybody's ready for him and the, the Bills to get rip roaring. Uh, I think he's kind of the new young blood guy that uh, lots expected of him. So, um, and he's a quarterback, so it makes the most sense. All right. Uh, 
I'll go next if that's cool. My biggest surprise this year is going to be if the Detroit Lions have five wins or over. I think that would be mind-blowing to me. They do not look very good. Uh, In my opinion, it is the Lions and the Falcons are the two worst teams right now uh, preseason. So I would be very surprised if they get over five wins. So I do like the under bet of them winning seven games. Um, not going to lie, I thought that was even high, seven wins. Seven and ten, I don't I don't see it happening. That's a lot. Um, I'm not saying they're going to go 17. They're going to win a game. They might just win one. Uh, my biggest no duh this season is going to be Patrick Holmes is probably going to be good this season. <laughs> He's probably going to be pretty good at the quarterback mm. position this season. Probably. Um, and then my MVP this game, uh, fans are back. The ball is juiced. My MVP for this season is going to be overs. A lot of high-scoring games. Overs, 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 overs. Life's too short to bet the under. Why? Because overs are going to hit in a plenty this year. So that's my MVP. Get the overs. Uh, beer? It's pretty good. How many overs did you pick uh, yesterday in the Pick'em uh, beer? How many overs? Yeah. In Two. the Pick Farm. Uh, Just, yeah. I picked overs are hot. three overs, two unders. Wait, no. Three unders, two overs. You're right. Oh, okay. I picked oh, a lot of unders. More unders. Okay. I was a little bit. Uh, I know life's too short to bet, to bet the <laughs> under, right? I, I I know, but I just felt really good about these unders. I, I don't know. I just feel like they. I don't know how bad some of these teams are. Um. So, um. My okay. So my biggest surprise is going to be that Jameis Winston is going to be a finalist in like offensive player of the year for uh for the Saints. I feel like Jameis Winston. Dude, I feel like he's going to be great this year. I think, like, if there's anyone who could, like, take a step forward, and I I just think Jameis is, like, primed. And he's on a great, good Saints team. He's got surrounded by, like, a bunch of talented players. And when he gets Michael Thomas back, I think it'll get better. So, like, I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see Jameis Winston. Um, My biggest no-duh of the season – I. It's funny that you said what you said, Joe, but it's, I had, I think the Chiefs are going to make it to the Super Bowl again. Um, like that was like, I had the Chiefs, just I think the Chiefs are still so good. I think the one concern, the Chiefs, is their own line. Their own line is a bit concerning, but I choose not to think about it because I drafted Clyde Hedrick's Lair in my fantasy league, so I choose not to think about that. And I'm going to have a lot of, I don't, I don't care, uh, confirmation bias when they do well, so don't worry about it. Um, my MVP for the season, I think my MVP for the season. So, like, I put a player, but I'm thinking, like, taking a step back, I want to do so. But I, I think I'm going to say the player. I think DeAndre Hopkins is going to have a career year. I think DeAndre Hopkins, like, MVP player, like, almost level career like player like i thought last year he was amazing i think this year with kyler murray like second year i think he's gonna be one of the best players in the nfl like if not the best so i think like that's someone to watch i tried to get him in all my drafts i couldn't get him so um this is kyler murray's third year by the way isn't it third year with second year with deandre hopkins oh yeah okay yeah yeah i'm gonna say he's getting that third year is a big year i mean Yeah. yeah it's a big year for qbs I just, oh man, you saw what happened with their first year together, and that was just like figuring it out. Imagine a full off season training camp. I know, I no, co- well, still COVID, but more used to it. Um, those are great. I like those. I can't wait to see how those shake out. 
Um, so let's head over to timeout. So timeout. Where? Where? On the podcast. Oh. Okay, so we only have two for timeout this week, but I thought they were pretty good. So the first one I want to talk about is Oreo is stepping up their game right now. Everyone loves Oreo. It's Milk's favorite cookie. I will not let anyone disagree with me on that. Uh, but they have come out with not a new flavor like they've been doing, all these crazy flavors. It is just an Oreo, but they're hopping on the back of the Pokemon craze, and now it's collect them all, and it's when you open the cookie, it's like an imprint in the frosting of one of 16 Pokemons. And I was like, that's a genius move. You're going to get people trying to sell those. You're going to see them pop up on eBay going like 6 $7 a cookie for like a Charizard <laughs> or a Pikachu. But I think that this is actually an, a really good way of like not changing the product that people love and just being like, because they come out with all these flavors and everyone's like, eh, it's not very good. So they're like, all right, it's the same cookie. We're just going to put a stamp of, you know, Squirtle. And you're going to be like, wow, I can't believe how good this cookie tastes now. What do you guys think? I, you know, I'm a big Oreo fan, so I'm all bored. Like, get me, get me more different ways to eat regular Oreos because I don't need it to be changed. I'm a regular Oreo. I don't even like double stuff. I don't like just regular Oreos. Give me the normal. I like the the chocolatey part of the cookie more than the frosting, which is like sacrilegious to most people. So, I'm I'm all for it, and I think like, they're gonna make so much money off this. This is like classic. What yeah. they were going with was like different marketing tactics of like. Let's tweak our Oreo and then let's see how many more people buy it. Like, no, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Just like throw Pokemon on it. Do something else next. <laughs> like throw like Lord of the Rings characters on it. I don't care. People will buy them. Like it's just, I love it. Yeah. Just uh, keep like doing stamps in the frosting. First of all, are you guys that type of person that splits the Oreo or do you just go right at it? I just go right at it usually. Oh, I always split them. I used to do the split, but I, you know, just it's made to be eaten that way, in my opinion. Well, now I think it's now perfect. It's not. <laughs> now they need you. What if you ate a Pikachu? You'd never know. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you gotta, I, I don't you know. You got to catch them all. I don't see the appeal. I still won't like, I won't like collect them all. I think, you know, it's great that they're doing it this way. I'm still a classic. I'll just eat it normal. And I've never never been the one to open them i've never like figured out the good way like the good technique to open them it's always like a mess when i try so i love them the original way yeah fair i'm um, i'm curious if there's going to be some of these pokemon that are like more rare than others because you know how, like the the cards in the game itself it's like there's certain pokemon that are just super common and there's some that are rare so like like you were saying earlier joe like is there going to be a like a holographic charizard oreo that is like you can't get it. You got to buy like ten thousand uh, packs of Oreos before you finally get one. You're just throwing out fucking Pidgeys every single time or something <laughs> like that. You know, like that would be interesting. Uh, yeah, I like yeah. I mean, I mean, because I think that's my first question. The other, the other thing I'm thinking is, okay, if I open one of these up and I get one of those rare ones, then what do I do? Do I just say I'm never going to eat this and I'm just going to keep it and then it's going to like go stale or something like that at, at some point or start getting mold on it because it's food and everything? I don't know. Like how, how long is this going to last? It's, it, it could be like pretty fleeting in some cases. All right. Let me, let me give you a rebuttal to those. The first question, I have a feeling it's going to be like popsicles that you get from a ice cream man. Like you know how like you open up the SpongeBob and it never looks like the SpongeBob. 
So I think it's going to yeah. be more like that. Like, what is the most perfect uniform Charizard or Pikachu? I think, like, those are the ones that people are going to collect. And the second uh, one is uh, Oreo's got to have a long shelf life, right? Like, For sure. I was like, That's- that thing could probably last. You put it in, like, a little case or, case or something. I bet that could last a while. There's, you're going to tell who this is like a good, this might've been brought up by the CIA. We might've need to go conspiracy on this. Cause it's like, if you are keeping your Oreos, they're like, keep an eye on that guy. Yeah. Like pre-crime. that guy might do something. Yeah. It's pre-crime. Like, mm, I don't know. I would hate it. So like, I'm thinking I'm going to be like, open it up and be like, whoa, Squirtle. I'm, 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 and like, eat it. I don't know. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, it. I'm not planning to, if people are saving them, it's like. I don't know. I I could see people trying to sell it, but then it's gonna get weird. Like, get well, it's like the Supreme stuff. Oreos that came out. People were selling those. Um, oh. oh yeah, how much were those going for? I remember talking about that in the podcast. only like twelve bucks for eight of them. Well, this is a cookie. Yeah, it's a cookie. <laughs> twelve bucks isn't bad for eight. What was it? Eight cookies? This yeah, I thought like, like it's a lot of money, but like, yeah. I mean, if someone's willing to buy. I know a normal Oreo that just read with the Supreme stamp. I mean, anything stamped with the Supreme box logo is going to be sold. So that's not too crazy. Um, all right. The next one I had though, is it might be my new favorite sport. Um, so if there is a sport coming out, excuse me, it is called chess boxing. It is hilarious. What? So it goes a, a minute round of boxing. Or no, I'm sorry. That's not how it starts. So you know how at the beginning of a fight, they like bring them together and you like touch gloves? Yeah. So instead mm-hmm. of that, they bring in the chess table and it's a chess game and each one makes their first move and then they go to their corners. And then they box for a minute and then they have a minute to play chess and then box. And I was watching it <laughs> and the best thing is, you know, like after it, like all the corner men are running in there to like put the, the chairs up. It is like eight people like rushing in this. Okay, look, the, Sorry, the ninth my... pick isn't for everything. This requires <laughs> my draft. Rep. Oh, it's got his draft. Uh, but yeah, dun, 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 dun. so they rush in to put your uh, put the chess game up, and then it's hilarious. These guys are like beaten up, and they're like sitting there, like thinking, like what move, what move to do next, and so it either ends. If one of them gets knocked out or TKO'd or Dr. Stoppage or anything like that, or if there's checkmate. That's insane. So, like, they're fighting and they're, like, literally concussed and they're trying to play chess then. I think that's great. I think that's that's perfect. I would love to watch this. Yeah, that's. I like the idea of it progressively just getting harder and harder to pay attention in chess. And I can't think of less of a crossover of like abilities than somebody who's good at boxing with somebody who's good at chess. See, I was thinking like, you know, like old school, like in the Roman empire, it was like chess tournaments were always held between the generals. And it was like a good way to like game plan and like strategize, like show how you're thinking. So I was thinking like, maybe that's kind of with like the fighting spirit of like, I got to protect this. I got to fight with these. Um, I don't know how good boxers are. I like I want to see someone go into the gym as like, you know, a guy like a Dungeons and Dragons, like stereotypical guy, like real thin. And then he just gets jacked by training for years. 
And he's like, I'm going to be the chess champion of the world. Because that would be a hilarious story. He's like knocking people out. And then he's like on the mic. He's like, honestly, I think I had him in just two more moves. I wish I could have got to the next round. And it's like, but you knocked him out. He's like, no, I wanted the, I wanted the checkmate. Or like, what do you think is going to happen on Saturday night? He's like, honestly, he's going to move Rook to Queen 4. I'm going to take his king. It's going to be over in uh, two, three rounds. And you'd be like, that is hilarious. <laughs> I'm going to play the Sicilian defense. He won't even see yeah. it coming. Oh. Queen's Gambit's coming out. People are going to be watching that even more. Got the Queen's Gambit and the left hook, you know. <laughs> don't know what that like, oh, hit him with the Queen's Gambit. Oh. <laughs> Just like people. <laughs> we get like Joe Rogan and those guys who do the yeah. UFC commentating to like commentate on the uh the chess part of it and like yeah. the meme where they're going crazy yeah. and everything. i was thinking they're like he just took his bishop he just took his bishop can you believe how? okay now we gotta get mouthpieces in we gotta go next round <laughs> something like that <laughs> i was thinking how fun would it be to go to one of these events they're all overseas right now but i would love to be a patron in the stands because i'd be excited at both like i love chess yeah. and i like boxing and so it'd be like, you see him punch each other, like, ooh, that guy almost got knocked out. Imagine the wobbled boxer has to go play chess. Like, you could tell that he's still seeing the birds are flying over his head, and he's just like, Because also, the- I also want a grand champion in the corner, as the cornerman. So you got so one guy they- be like, okay, you got to do with the left hook and then this. What are they doing with the gloves in between the rounds? Do they take them off and then put them back on? That seems like a lot of work because aren't they usually like taped up and everything? So it looked like they were using the Velcro ones. Oh, so man. So it's just like they had to like, take them off and then they sit down. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I find it really funny. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, let's go over to the rank then. So the rank is worst movie sequels. Um, there's something that I should have mentioned. That a sequel is just anything other than the first movie. So if you're like, I really hate Alien 4, that still counts. Um, I can go first. Um, My number four, coming in at number four, is going to be The Mask 2. The Mask Mm -hmm. 2, I like Jamie Kennedy. Uh, You know, it's a no for me, dog. It's not, it wasn't very good. It was a movie that Jim Carrey perfected. I really liked The Mask, watching it growing up. It's just I didn't understand why it needed a second one. Yeah, unless Jim Carrey, I guess, was, was in it. But yeah, the movie was good because Jim Carrey is who he is in terms of comedy. Yes, like you can exactly. create. That. I feel like, no offense to Jamie Kennedy, like it didn't matter who played the mask after. I think because you're always going to be compared to uh, Jim Carrey, and Jim Carrey's Jim Carrey. Uh, my number three is going to be D three, The Mighty Ducks. Uh, where they're all grown up and they go to school. Uh, it just stinks. The whole thing of that show is when they're little kids and they're playing pickup hockey and then they're, you know, they're playing their local sports. And then in the second movie, it was really good when they go on the uh, USA stage. Um, D3 was just kind of stupid. And then it started getting like girl drama in there and like tried doing too much of the preteens. And it's like, no, I just want to see them play hockey and do knuckle pucks. Uh, number two is, this one hurts me. Um, I found out that this was made, so it came out 10 years, no, it came out when we were in fifth grade. I didn't find out about this until two years ago. They made a sequel to The Sandlot. Did you guys know that? Yep. Mm-hmm. I think I'd heard okay. about it, yeah. I've yeah. never seen it. So, so I had to watch it. Terrible. No good. <sighs> Terrible. Get out of here. It's bad. I don't like it. Can't stand it. Can't watch it, won't watch it, can't do it. Uh, it is just 
nothing like the first one. They're like trying to like they're trying to bring a dog back, but like the dog is not a dog. It's just like an angry neighbor, and it's just like eh, I don't like it. <laughs> the Sandlot one was just so good. Um, fun fact about me: one of my favorite movie scenes it's in my top ten of all time is when they play the night game on the Fourth of July because the fireworks make enough light. I mean, come on. Oh, yeah. Every kid loved that. Like, if you ever got to play a night game, like, in baseball growing up or anything, those were always the best games. Uh, my number one is, it is my favorite movie of all time, and the second one is my least favorite movie of all time. Uh, it's Caddyshack 2. I never saw it. I didn't know. Uh, do the yourself thing. a favor. I mean, Caddyshack 1 is one of the funniest movies of all time. Uh, also has to do with golf, my favorite thing. Such a great cast. You got Bill Murray, Jim Carrey, Ronnie Dangerfield. Um, and then Candy Shake 2, they turn it into like a putt-putt course. And like, it's just so stupid and it's not funny. And it's an insult. It's an insult. Like, they should have been like, I don't want to say murdered for making this, but like, they should have been, they should have had to done at least a year or two in jail. They should have been punished. Yeah. It's terrible. It, don't watch it. Just watch the first one again. Gunga Galunga. Gunga Gunga Galunga. <laughs> uh, let's popcorn uh, beer. All right. So for my sequels, uh, my number four, my number four pick is any Karate Kid that's not the first Karate Kid, but I would say Karate Kid 2 is bad. It's horrible. <laughs> Next Karate Kid, it's like, stop. Stop trying to do it. I was, I loved the first Karate Kid. Like that was like, that's like a classic for me. Is and the next Karate Kid just kind of, it's boring. And then they tried to keep doing it. It's like stop, just stop making Karate Kids. It's not the same. And they tried it with Jackie Chan too. And I didn't even like that movie. It's like give me the first one or don't give me anything. Like give me a championship in What's... California where people love karate for some reason. Like wasn't that Jaden Smith? Was oh, it yeah. Jaden Smith in one? <laughs> yeah, that was it. That was it. Moved to China for some reason and with, with his mom for business in China. Yeah, of course. I guess. Yeah. Everyone does. Totally. totally. Yeah, and then just has to like now be Chinese. Like, no, it's, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> just ridiculous. Um uh so that that's karate. The next it's called the next karate kid. That's like the worst one. Um number three, Jurassic Park three. Now, Jurassic Park 1 is pretty good. Pretty good. Jurassic Park 2 is pretty good. I'll give you that. Jurassic Park 3 is horrible. They, like, go they go back to, like, the island that like from the first movie. And it's, like, the parent, these, like, parents, like, lost their kid there. And it's just ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. The negligence, it's just not realistic <laughs> at all. Realistic at all. And it's just, like, oh, I'm just, I'm glad they get eaten by raptors. And it's beautiful. So, like, Jurassic <laughs> Park 3 is, like, Jurassic Park 1 is so good. There's, like, scenes, like, remember the scene where they're, like, walking it's through the dark. bushes? And all, like, all, like, the raptors are coming through the bushes. That's, like, one of my favorite scenes in, like, Jurassic oh, Park. Yeah. And, like, they've never been able to match anything like that. Like, it doesn't need to be crazy CGI, weird, like, make up a dinosaur called, like, I forget what it was called, that would, like, destroy all the T-Rexes. Like, it's just it's chill. Um, So that's number three. Number two so strangers one was my all-time favorite movie like scary movie it's my favorite scary movie of all time strangers one strangers two absolutely sucked absolutely oh sucked. you gotta say and the full took, name too because it's even dumber 
What's it called? Uh, Strangers to Pray at Night. It's absolutely pray at night. dumb. Stupid. It ruined the, the Strangers 1 was just like super realistic and like dark and spooky. Strangers 2, it's like, oh, the whole trailer park's dead? Okay, yeah, sure. Okay. And it's just like ridiculous. It's absolutely like they brought back the same people and it's like, oh, like, it just doesn't. <laughs> It's like all done up and it took them forever. They told me, they, they told us they were working on Strangers 2 forever and I had been following them. I'm like, oh, they're making the Strangers 2. I'm excited for this. And like, I knew it was bad when it was like came up on 10 years since they started working on it. I was like, that's a problem. So like Strangers 2 is my biggest letdown. I think it's one of the worst scary movies. It's like, God, makes me so sad because I love <laughs> Strangers 1. Strangers 1 so good. If you need a scary movie, watch Strangers 1. It's really good. Um, and then my number one worst sequels of all time is anything past Home Alone 2. I love Home Alone 1. I think Home Alone 2 is pretty good. I think, love Home Alone 1 because Home Alone 1 is Chicago. It's like hometown. Home Alone 2 is in New York. It worked. I thought Home Alone 2 worked. Everything past that, like, stop it. Stop, like, with new bad guys. Stop with new people. It's, new kid, too. McCullough yeah, like, out. Just, just stop. Like, just stop it. Like, Let's stick with what works. And like, I don't know. I, those, everything from three on, just done. So I actually had that as my honorable mention. I I love Home Alone. I loved Home Alone too. That was like something you, I grew up on. But I remember just being so bummed out that Home Alone 3 sucked. I have an honorable mention for like Rush Hour 3, but I didn't want to include it. But it's, <laughs> Rush Hour 2 is like the best movie. It. I don't want to include it, but Rush Hour 2 is the best movie of all time. I'll say it again. So, Nick, bring us home. All right. uh, Number four, I got Pirates of the Caribbean 2, Dead Dead Man's Chest. And frankly, the the third one was really bad, too. Um, So the first one was just a phenomenal movie all the way around. Like the The fact that they created that movie off of a theme park ride that has absolutely nothing other than like animatronic pirates dancing around is like incredible. That was, I think a fantastic movie, great adventure film. And the second one just got super complicated. They tried to bring too much into it. The whole Davy Jones thing and Orlando Brim's dad and everything like that. It just got so complicated. And it's like, you couldn't, you didn't even know what the hell was going on. So, uh, that's my number four. Number three, I'm with you on this one, Joe D three, the mighty ducks, uh, the first two were great. The third one just, it, it was unnecessary. And uh, my girlfriend had a thing she used to do when she was on dating apps before she started dating. She had in her profile, um, tell me which of you, let's watch the the uh, Mighty Ducks films or something like that. Uh, and a lot of guys would comment and then she'd be like, oh, which one's your favorite? And if they responded D3, she would automatically unmatch them. Because it's just like, no, <laughs> if, you, if you like D3, you're just flat out dumb uh especially if that's your favorite one uh number two mortal Kombat: annihilation the sequel to the the very first mortal Kombat movie which the first mortal Kombat film uh is great like kid it was like perfect as a kid in like the mid 90s and then the second one is just like it's laughably bad like i i haven't rewatched it in a while but i really want to go back and rewatch it because i think there's just like characters that don't make any sense i'm pretty sure there's youtube videos about like some of the ridiculous things that they say like 
Um, there's all these different actors. The guy who played Johnny Cage in the first one, he knew that the second one was going to be horrible, so they made he made him kill off his character in like the first thirty seconds of the of of the movie, which just shows how bad it was. The uh, so CGI at the end where Liu Kang becomes a the dragon and yes. uh, Shao Kahn is like his demon. The CGI looks like they made paper mache things like marionettes fight each other. It was it was rough. I liked that they were bringing out everyone too. Baraka came out, Gora, and I was just like, oh, this could be good. And then I was like, oh, come on. Yeah, it's tough. They try and yeah rope in as many characters as they can to be like, oh, look, there he is. There, there she is and everything. And it was just it was just bad. Uh, number one, I'm going to go, uh, in a similar theme to beer, uh, Jurassic world, um, the (laughs) most recent, or I guess not the most recent one, but the one that, that kind of restarted the franchise a couple years ago, um, that has like Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard. Um, there's so much dumb stuff about that movie. First of all, the, the first movie is great. It is iconic. It's like, I used to watch it all the time when I was a little kid. It's like, this is, you know, what dinosaurs are all about. And Jurassic World just took that and it, it made it so dumb. The the fact that Bryce Dallas Howard outruns a T-Rex in high heels and it's supposed to be some side of like, oh, this is cool thing is just ridiculous. The one chick who gets dropped into the, the giant pit, of like after getting flown around by pterodactyls and then gets eaten is like, that was really intense and unneeded. So yeah, Jurassic World is just terrible. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard outrunning the T-Rex, the one woman getting destroyed in the giant pit, um, the 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 teenage boy who like at the beginning of the movie leaves his girlfriend and it's like a big deal, and then we see him like like flirting with another girl midway through the movie. And then it doesn't even matter at the end. He's like, Oh, I'm taking care of my brother. And his like parents were like getting divorced or something like that. It was like all this stuff that they tried to throw in there to be like, Oh, it's meaningful and everything. But in reality, they just wanted to like have dinosaurs eating people, which is what happens. So, um, you just think it's, it's a good, uh, a sign of like the 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 impact it has on the series itself that's like they're just doing it for money they know people are going to go see it because they like um you know they like seeing jurassic park so if, if you can tell I'm, I'm very upset by it but um that's that's kind of my uh that's my thing so love it my signing us off joe are you doing it okay i'm doing it well uh, thank you everybody very much for listening to us as always. Um, we started week one of the pick farm, our, uh, weekly, um, betting picks, um, show this week, um, that, um, the audio will be posted to our podcast and we'll also have video on our YouTube page. Uh, we've got our Instagram page going, uh, beer league, uh, at beer league official, um, we've got a Twitter page going now. I believe it's at beer league shy, beer league shy, shy. Thank you. Follow us on both of those. Give us rank ideas. We promise that we will actually follow the rank ideas, um, in the future. Cause we keep forgetting to do that. Um, and yeah, so, uh, we've got a link tree in the bio, um, for all of that, that'll have links to, to all of our stuff. So, 
Um, yeah. Thank you, everybody. And we'll see you next week. Later.